And now on BBC Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, raconteur, after-dinner speaker and twice winner of the South Yorkshire Meat Eaters Debating Society's Bronze Rosette, 1968 to 1969, Count Arthur Strong. Having retired from meat-based debating after attaining that second bronze rosette, Count Arthur now tirelessly travels the country in his new role as unofficial offal ambassador, frequently speaking out loud to people's ears. Join him now for this week's instalment of Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Where's the bloody tea gun? I wish they'd stop moving everything around in this place. You never know where anything is from one day to the next. Excuse me, do you work here? Yes. I'm looking for the tea. It's not where it usually is. I had a system going here, you know. We don't need people coming in overnight and constantly fiddling with things for want of something better to do. The tea should be in the same aisle it always has been, at a right angle to wet fish in between the biscuits and milk aisles. <laughs> I expect now, thanks to you lot having nothing better to do, I have to walk from one end of the supermarket to the other. Well, have you nothing to say for yourself? This is the library. <laughs> I thought there were a lot of books in here. When did you move in, then? Well, I've, I've just started here, but I believe the library's been in this building for 18 years. Oh, uh, well, that's what they've told you. What? Because it's in their interest to let you believe that, isn't it? Why? Well, it's not for me to explain it all to you, is it? If you don't know, who am I to tell you? Now, listen, I've just spelled out to you what could happen in a sympathetical hypermarket. <laughs> if you move things... So, you know, you have been warned. This is just a free service I'm going round doing. Warning everybody against the pitfalls of moving things around unnecessarily. <laughs> and all the confusion you can cause with it all. Right. So do you have any books you want to take out or bring back? No, thank you. I may, however, pop back later on to avail myself of your facilities. I'm researching up for a tribute show on Anthony Newley I'm doing. Anthony Newley. Oh, who can I turn to when nobody knows me? <laughs> Every night when I come home, the weasel's on the table. <laughs> Anthony Eden. Right, well, if you need the supermarket, it's next door. I know where the supermarket is, thank you. I go in there all the time. I'm one of their most highly profiled customers, I am. And I can take out what I want there. Not six books a fortnight. Good day. Morning, Arthur. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh, I'm only after a tea, Jerry. I'll be over there. Anybody sitting there? No, help yourself. That your paper? What, this one? Yes. Yeah. Are you reading it? Of course I'm reading it. I'm holding it in my hands, looking at it. What else would I be doing with it? I don't know. It's you that's holding it. If you don't know what you're doing with it, how do you expect me to? <laughs> you might be hiding behind it, for all I know, because you don't want to be seen. Well, I'm not, and I am reading the paper. Right, then. Thank you for dealing with my inquiry. <laughs> do you have any objections if I have a look at this side of it while you're holding it up? What? 
Don't worry, it won't affect you and what you're looking at. You won't know I'm here. Oh, whatever. Thank you very much. Oh, look at that. Disgraceful, isn't it? And they say we live in a diplomacy. And they say we live in a diplomacy when there's that going on. I said, they say we live in a diploma. Yeah, when... I heard you. I thought you said I wouldn't know you were there. Well, you know what they say. Even the screams of a falling tree can be heard in the jungle. <laughs> if it lands on something, say a loud badger. And if you don't mind me saying, it's wholly unrealistic of you to think you can have total silence anyway, unless you live in a vacuum. And frankly, you'd be too preoccupied with trying to breathe to take any notice of what anybody might be trying to say to you, if you could hear them, which you couldn't. Yeah, that's a situation where sign language would come into its own. Eh? In a hoover, a vacuum cleaner, a, a, a vacuum, or the other one they do with flags. Not um, semolina, it's a similar word. Semaphore. No, my mother used to make that. We used to have jam on it. Rice cremola, that was another one. Hey, I'll tell you what you don't see anymore. Tapioca. I'm trying to read the paper. Oh, pardon me for trying to engage you in a meaningful conversation. Here's your tea, Arthur. Here, Jenny, I was just saying to my friend here, you don't see tapioca these days, do you? You want to bring that back in here? I'd have some. You'd clear up. Tapioca, blimey. I haven't had that for years. What made you think of that, then? It was something she said. It wasn't. Yes, it was. Sophomore. I said semaphore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You haven't got the paper, have you, Jerry? Um, I, I think it's that one, isn't it? What, that one that she's reading? Oh, is it? So, let me get this right. <laughs> this paper she's hogging is the paper thoughtfully provided by your good self for the use of all the proletariat that comes in here, inclusive. Would that be right? Yeah, I think so. And how long would you consider was a reasonable time for a customer to have exclusive rights to it, Jelly? A ballpoint figure would suffice. It's, it's never really come up. Well, then, it's a happy coincidence. I'm here now. It has come up, isn't it? Right, well, I'll sort this out mathematically. Um, I need to know how many customers a day you have, Jelly. And then what we do is we divide that by your opening times to get a mean average. Um, could you get me a pencil, please? I'll do it on this swervy edge. Oh, here, have the paper. I'm not that bothered. Well, it's all well and good saying that now. Now you've kicked all this up, eh? When I've done my calculations, you might actually owe Jerry some reading time back. <laughs> if today was a typical example of how you've monopolised the paper in the past... And based on what I've seen, I'm afraid I must presume it is gulping down the news like that. You can have the paper. Good luck to you. Here's a pen, Arthur. Oh, I don't need pens now, Jerry. I've got all this paper to read. Uh, let's have a look see what the headlines are. Peculiar-shaped potato found. Wonder where they found that? Um, on an allotment. <laughs> I don't know what the world's coming to. Oh, here we are. Now then, free gym membership for the over-50s. Get that six-pack you've always dreamed of. Free limited off-peak membership for three months. Enroll today. Free, eh? Oh, right then. I'll get home and get me vest, shorts and lunchbox and get down there sharpish. <laughs> Half a pound of tapany rice. Half a pound of treacle. Pop goes your easel. 
What's he looking at? What's up with you? You look lost. Uh, y- yes, I am, rather. Oh, well, good luck with it all. <laughs> you might be able to help me, actually. Oh, yes. How's that, then? Well, can you tell me where St Michael's Church is? Oh, no, you didn't look there, because um, I can. Um, let's see, what's the best way I get in there? Um, you go down here, right? Are you with me so far? Yes, I think so. Uh, you go down here as far as the shoulder of mutton, which won't be open yet, so, you know. Um, then you turn left there, and you keep walking till you've passed the crown and the scepter. Then you turn right there. Now, go down there for about a quarter of a mile. Um, what you're looking out for is the king's head, which has gone right down since that mouthy pair took over with, with, with the alstation on the roof. You'll hear that bloody thing yapping before you get there. He doesn't have any teeth, you know. Not the, not the station, the landlord. Les, he calls himself. I don't know what the dog's called. Or if it has teeth. One would have to presume it does, because they generally do, don't they? Um, I don't know how a dog would get on without teeth. Do dogs have dentists? I expect the vet would um, do a dog's teeth. Yeah, mind you, I'm reading a western at the moment. Shoot out at Tumbleweed Gulch. It's a Hank Jansen. And the vet in that is the bloody doctor as well. Hey, that can't be very hygienic, can it? Hey, having the same thermometer in your mouth, the dog's just had up its backside. I don't care how well they rinse it. It's not as though they had washing up liquid in those days, is it? Frankly, I'd rather ride the fever out. Mind you, on the plus side, if you got shot in a gunfight in those days, they gave you a bottle of whiskey to drink while they were digging the bullet out. So, you know, that would um, compensate to some degree, wouldn't it? Eh? Blimey, can you imagine if they did that now? We'd all be peppering our backsides with bookshop, <laughs> queuing for miles at the vets, wouldn't we? I'll tell you something, it'd make Animal Hospital more interesting. <laughs> Mind you, I wouldn't want Ralph Horace bent over me with his didgeridoo when I was having a bullet dug out, unless he brought a bottle. So, so anyway, I hope that's helped you out. Look, I can't stand around here all day. I'm a busy man. Mind how you go. Ta-ta. Huh? Oh, blimey, this is very swish, isn't it? Oh, yes, very smart. Look at all the machines in here. I wonder what muscles that one worked. Still mineral water, Diet Coke. Oh, it's a drinks machine. All soft drinks. You think they'll have a machine that does beer as well in here? Oh, hello, look what's walked in. Hello, Arthur. What are you doing here, Geoffrey? Have you taken a wrong turning? No, I've come to enrol for a free membership. You'd have to get behind me. I was here first. Anyway, what do you want to be joining gyms for? I like to look after myself. You want to be careful. They won't want you keeling over in here. I, I play table tennis three times a week. What do you do? Never mind what I do. I'm naturally fit, I am. Always have been. I start each day with a sit-up, I do. Can I help you? Ah, uh, yes, you can. I've got a voucher out of the paper for your fee trial membership. Um, here we are. Right, thanks. OK, you'll need to fill one of these in. Now, I don't have any proof I'm over 50 with me, so you'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah, I think they can trust you on that. 
and I just want to keep fit. I don't want any body sculpting or any of the other things you hear them doing. I'm not here to win bodybuilding contests. I don't want to look like a bag of walnuts waddling down the high street. Thank you very much. Me thighs chafing together. That's too vulgar for me, is all that. It's a mystery to me why they would want to do that to themselves. Mind you, him that did that um, film, oh, what is it, um, where he goes back in time on a motorbike and kills everyone with sunglasses on. Batman? Not Batman, idiot. Batman is the Cape Cruise Liner. The Terminator? That's it, that's the one. The thermometer, yeah. He used to do all that, walnut body, and he's only the bloody president of Africa or something now. Uh, oh, yes, it was in all the papers. I wouldn't mind, but he could hardly string a sentence together. So, you know, I don't want any of that. I just want my natural fitness topping up. I come from a long line of fitness fanatics. My mother could still sit on the floor at 90 if, if she wanted to. Oh, yes. She couldn't get up, mind. Uh, someone had to help her. Uh, well, you can't expect a 90-year-old woman to get up off the floor by herself, can you? Come on, what kind of place is this you're running? Yeah, right. Uh, if you'd like to fill the form in, you can sit over there. Um, is there any chance of having the six-pack now, do you think? Pardon? A can or two while I'm filling all this in would go down very well. A can or two? Yes. Do you know what a six-pack is? Cans of lager. Or, or bitter. I don't know. It says on your advert, join and get a six-pack. That's not what it means. Well, I beg to differ. It most definitely implies that there's free drink onto me. A six-pack is a term for your stomach muscles. Oh, yes. So are you seriously suggesting that if I go into my off-licence and ask for a pack of six-packs, they'll give me a bag full of stomach missiles in a carrier bag? Pull the other bell. It's got legs. You must think I'm as daft as I look. Well, I've got news for you. I'm not as daft as I look. And you are getting people here under false pretenses. Whatever, we're not giving cans of lager away. This is a gym. It would be ridiculous to do that. Right, wonderful. Thank you for ruining my dinner time. I may elect to take this further. Well, you can take it where you want. There's no alcohol allowed on the premises. Yes, well, perhaps you'll be laughing over the other side of your head when the full wrath of weights and measures comes down on you. Shall I take the enrolment form back then? No, I'll still have my free membership. You don't get out of it like that. Well, as I said, you can fill it out over there. Thank you so much, idiot. I could have done with six pints of cans. I'll get this thing filled in and get down to the shoulder for one. Bloody hell, Sally Marsden, they're all at it. Hello, Arthur. Don't tell me you're joining as well. Yes. Dear, oh dear, if ever there's anything going for nothing, you're right up the front of the queue, aren't you? Well, you're in front of me. Never mind about me. I could be here for any number of reasonings. Like what? Uh, I might be the postman. What are you talking about? You're not a postman. I'm making a point, aren't I, Sally, about preconceiving people. Don't judge everyone by your own standards. You have to see the bigger picture. It's like that little Dutch boy in Holland had his finger in the dike. Hey, everyone thought, what's he doing? Messing about? No, he was saving the bloody lives. For all you know, I could be having my metaphorical finger in an invisible dike that, that you can't see in here. So think on. Hey, it's shocking, isn't it, about the drink? What drink? 
the fast run they're pulling here with the six-pack. I don't know what you're on about. They're advert. It's misleading. You turn up thinking you'll have a nice drink-up and then they try and wiggle out of it. Wiggle out of what? Good grief. Am I the only one that doesn't walk round half the time with half my eyes half shut? Are you filling the form in then, Arthur? No, I'm doing a bloody budgie jump. What does it look like? It, it says you've got to have a doctor's certificate. What? Saying you're fit and there's nothing wrong with you. You know why they're doing that, don't you? They want us to give up. Why would they want us to give up? Oh, you've got a lot to learn, haven't you? They, they induce you through the door using the lure of a, 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 a party seven, whatever it is. And then they crack on. They don't know what you're talking about once you're a captive audience. Then they try and brain swamp you into signing up for ten years. I know all about this. It was on Witch Dog the other night. It's all a fiddle. It's a template the CIA used in Vietnam. What's a party seven? You are slow on the uptake, aren't you? You. It's a good job you're not cracking the enema coat. <laughs> We'd all still be in a pillbox with trout foot, a tench foot, oh, um, trench foot, if we were relying on you. Well, I tell you something. They've picked the wrong one here. Watch this. Um, excuse me. Yes. I'm going to have to fill this in a little bit later. Um, I'm just going to pop to the doctors for my certificate. I'll have no trouble getting past fit for active service. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, then I might just have time on the way back to pop into weights and measures, see what they think about the Parsi 7 scenario. See you shortly. Come on, you two. You can get your doctor's notes at the same time as I do. <laughs> I don't think they'll see us without an appointment. You have to wait days sometimes. Look, we don't need to be examined, do we? We just need a bit of paper to say we're fit. They can do that at the counter. They've only got to look at me to know I'm fighting fit. Actually, I do need to make an appointment to see the doctor. Why, what's up with you? Tinnitus. What, the Greek god? <laughs> I keep getting a ringing in my ears. Oh, I've had that. Does yours stop when you answer the telephone? <laughs> That's what it was in my case. You know, there are a series of checks you can do for things like that yourself. You can have a light that flashes instead of it ringing. Never mind wasting the doctor's time. That's what we're trying to stamp out. What do you mean, we? You seem to forget I'm an honorary acting captain in the St Anne's Jehovah's Brigade, don't you? <laughs> That's why I'll hold sway in here. Now, let's get on with it, shall we? Let me do the talking, and we'll soon cut through all those red tapiers. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, you. I thought you weren't coming in here again. I never said that. Yes, you did. You shouted it. No, I did not. And anyway, you must have got me mixed up with someone else. You're probably a bit delirious because of all the caffeine you drink and all the hours you have to work. I know all about that. Going a week without sleep, then operating on the wrong person's wrong leg... <laughs> Who, who only came in for some cough medicine for the headache. Huh? I'm a medical receptionist, not a surgeon. You're all part of the national health. Do you need to make an appointment to see a doctor? No, I don't. So what do you want? I need a bit of paper from you saying I'm fit. So do those other two as well. What for? Oh, I, I'm afraid I can't tell you that because of the doctor-patient confidentiality clause. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's not you that keeps doctor-patient confidentiality. It's the doctor. I'll do that out, then. The doctor doesn't discuss your medical records with anyone. 
You can speak to anyone who'll listen to you about them. I would never speak to anyone who'll listen to me. <laughs> How dare you cast assertions on the hydrochloric oath? It's not my job to issue you with a bit of paper saying you're fit. Dear, dear, it's not my job. Do you know, I shudder to think where we'd be if Nelson had have said that at Watergate. I'll tell you one thing for a start. There wouldn't be a train station named after it and all the inconvenience that would cause. You see, there's a knock-on effect with all these things. I wouldn't be surprised if in a hundred years from now there aren't any butterflies because of your intransigence. My beverage would be speechless if he got wind of this and he wasn't dead. Now, come on, take some responsibility for once. Stand up and be counted and give me a bit of paper saying I'm fit before you make some wildlife extinct. No, I can't do that. Right, that's it. I'm not messing about anymore with you. I'm going to take this to a higher authority. I was popping in to wait some measures anyway on another matter. We'll see what they make of your refusal to accommodate a simple request. Expect several letters. Well, did you sort it out? No, that dozy so-and-so and so on the desk wouldn't give me them. She's had it in for me ever since I had a pain in my chest and I thought I was having a heart attack. Did you have a heart attack? No, I didn't. When the doctor examined me, it was my glasses case had popped open in my inside pocket. <laughs> but it felt just like I would imagine a heart attack feels. I tried to get some compensation from the opticians for the mental torment it had caused me. I said I almost had a heart attack thinking I was having a heart attack. <laughs> but they didn't want to know. I did get a free lens cleaning cloth from them. Uh, I was looking for more like a speedboat or a caravan or a million of pounds. Have, have we got to make appointments then for a checkup? I'm not having a bloody checkup just because some muscle clad Brazil nuts says I have to. Oh, hey, now then, hang on. I'm having one of my good ideas of mine, I have. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll meet you in the shoulder in a quarter of an hour. Get them in. <laughs> I wasn't all that bothered about joining. I just went out of curiosity, really, to see what the men were like. Why? You know, posing pouches. Here we are, then. Now, it's all taken care of. I've sorted it all out. Here, did you get my drink? Yes, it's here. That's what I was going to say. Arthur, Sally and Now, I... while you two have been knocking it back, I've been busy. Yeah, but we decided... If I could just get a word in sideways. Now, look... I've been to Wilf's and I've been on his computer because me being as clever as I am, I remembered he told me he did all his own letterheads on it and he showed me how to do one when he wasn't having to go down and serve his dozy bloody customers. And my clever big idea was to replicate a facsimile of the St. Um, um, John's Ambulance Brigade of Saints. <laughs> Can you do that? Well, if I can't, who can? Last time I looked, I was still Honorary Arctic Captain in it. It's just that me and Geoffrey... I haven't finished yet. Listen, I've done one for each of us, and I've signed them, saying we're all registered fit. Yes, they never banked on dealing with someone like me, did they, when they cooked up the little scheme? I'm like the people's champion, I am. Like Hurricane Higgins. What he was to snooker, I am to civil rights. <laughs> We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Look, can I just say something? Oh, go on then. 
Me and Geoffrey went back into the surgery. We've made appointments with the nurse for a checkup. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your support. After all my good work for the oppressed minorities. I'll tell you something. Don't come running back to me when the nurse asks you to drop your trousers and cough your head off. Because I'll be at my health club on the drinks machine doing my abdomen up. <laughs> Why do the wheels of the gold pop? Cos I got a bloody stick and I bashed it on the head. Oh, it's still on. Good. Good afternoon again. Oh, hello. Bet you never thought you'd see me again, did you? Well, you live in hope, don't you? Right, well, I've had a medical done by a top medical person and I've got my certificate of good, clean health. So I'll have my membership card now, if you don't mind. Uh, don't be trying to pull any more fast ones because I'm sure you're beginning to realise you've met your match here. Yes, you can't kid a kipper. A kidney. Um, a kidder. You can't kill a kidder. Are you on something? Oh, so you've recognised me, have you? I wondered when you would. <laughs> no, I'm not on anything at the moment. Um, although I have it on good authority that my episode of Juliet Bravo is due a repeat. <laughs> I don't think I've any autographed photographs on me. I haven't a clue what you're on about. You've got a medical certificate? There we are. I think you'll find it's all in order. What is this? What does it look like? Body of a 30-year-old, it says. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I should know. I did it. 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 Come on, join in. This is an electricity bill from last March. What? Oh, give me that back. Who's put that in my pocket? Here, this is it. No, we can't accept this. What are you talking about? What is the St Anne's Jombulance Brigade? Oh, give me that back. Oh, that bloody stupid computer of Wilfs. Put in that. I thought computers were supposed to be clever. Right, that's it. I've had enough. That's the final straw that cracked the camel's humps in half, that. Listen, I didn't want to join your sodding gym in the first place. All this that has gone on here has been an undercover thing for the telly that me and Anne Robinson are doing. Oh, yes, we've been on to you for some inconsiderable time. In fact, you see her, that lollipop lady through the window? That's Anne Robinson. Yeah. She'll be in in a minute to citizens arrest you. Oh, yes, you'll be splashed all across your own teddy. Anyway, must rush. I've got to get to the off-licence before it shuts for a six-pack of stomachs. Ta-ta to you. Anne! We got him! We got him, Anne! Oh, you should have seen the look on his face! What? Will you see me across the road, Anne? I'm not cold, eh? Oh, yes, that's right. Professional to the last. Just like you are on the telly. You're a joy to work with, darling. I'm not cold, eh? Oh, shut up, will you, and get me across the road. I've had enough of today without you chipping in. <laughs> 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Mel Gedroich, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at the Dance House Manchester, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>